Welcome to another episode of That's Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. I am Kelly and the co-host with the most is James. It's James. It's James. Yep, he is. What's up? You know what, James? It is a fantastic day. We have yet another guest. We have attracted yet another author who has a crazy shit story. And that's why they're here. And it was so crazy, they wrote a book about it. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're here. So today's guest name is Rocco Pablo. And you would I love think, the name. You would think, God, Kelly, that, that name is crazy. But that's not the crazy shit about Oh, no, but guest. it is a cool name. It is a good, it is a cool name. Uh, but he is the author of a true story called The Damu Chronicles, Emails with the Sumerian God. And um, I will let him tell the story. However, just know that him and his co-worker were receiving emails from Damu, who is a Sumerian god. And, and he wrote a book. we talked about Sumerians. We have talked about the, Sumerians. Yeah, Gilgamesh and, you know, all the, uh, the Anunnaki. So when, when I heard the content of his book, I was like, oh yeah, let's do this. Yeah, so he is going to come on and talk about his experience. It took him uh, 20 years to finally bring this to print. Everything in its own time, man. Yeah. Yep. So I think we should just get right to it. Well, let's do it then. Welcome to the podcast, author Rocco Pablo. Being on that some crazy shit, we appreciate it. Um, the first time we talked, I was very excited. Um, you know, I kind of have learned a little bit about the Sumerians and um, read a little bit about Gilgamesh and things like that. And when I heard that you wrote a book about communicating with these gods, I was like, we got to get him here. So I was wondering, you know, if you wanted to start in and tell us how you got started and how you got these emails and the title of your book. Yeah, the <clears throat> title of the book is Danu Chronicles, um, Emails with a Sumerian God. So basically the way this started is there was a friend of mine that I our co-worker that uh, we were very much always having kind of discussions, whether it was with about supernatural or conspiracy theories. We just clicked on anything that was kind of out of the norm. And then um, one day he reached out to me and he said, hey Rocco, um, you know, it was really funny. I'm like, what are you talking about funny? He goes, uh, I got an email from you. And I'm like, I didn't send you an email. He says, uh, yes. He goes, you did. It had to have been you. And I said, can you forward it to me? I'd like to take a look at this email that you're saying I wrote. So he forwarded it to me and um, I read it and I was taken aback. I was like, this is pretty intriguing. It's pretty interesting stuff. Basically what the, um, the first email was was telling my co-worker to do was to basically stop stop what you're doing stop what you're saying you're you're wrong on so many accounts just stop it stop it stop it right so basically just kind of saying um that my co-worker was being a lot spreading a lot of um uh, untruths we can say and uh, stating that uh, you know it was kind of putting a lot of negative energy out out there and that, uh, you know, stop doing this. So I found this very intriguing. So I told my buddy, I said, um, I don't know what this is, but my interest is peaked and I think we should find out who it is. 
So the emails weren't really coming to me. At, uh, well, I would say 99% per of it was not really directed to me. It was directed to my coworker and I was kind of involved in it. So I had him um, reply to the email and then this started going back and forth. And every single email after that was getting even more and more detailed. Uh, it was just getting more and more intriguing as far as the information that was being uh, conveyed in these emails. And when did this all start? This started a long time ago. I mean, this all happened probably about 16 or so years ago. And I sat on it for the longest time because A, after it happened, uh, I was still shaking uh, with the whole thing that was going on. And it was just very complex material that was in there. So it's sort of like, how do I, you know, I, I knew it was something that I think should be out there, but I just couldn't figure out a way to do it. So I had an idea of like, well, maybe I'll just kind of like put the emails out there. And after, after each email, I would put my opinion of what was meant by that email based on what I could understand because a lot of it was very complex and I, I had to read it over and over again to kind of get a gist of what was being said. And then I said, well, I'm not sure if that's going to be the right approach, but then I just, it just sat there and, up, and about, uh, about a year and a half or two years ago, I, uh, I found all the emails again, uh, had printed them. So I, I looked at them and then I just started typing them since I had them on written form. By typing them into my computer, um, again, it just kind of brought, you know, the book uh, together. And what I started doing instead is I wrote it more about uh, how the relationship was between me and my coworker, all the emails and everything that was happening between um, us as, as coworkers, between emails, the situation that, uh, that occurred between us as, as friends. Uh, and how this kind of, you know, had an effect uh, on our friendship and also other people that got involved in it as well because I had left the emails uh, when I was printing them at work. I had left the emails kind of on my desk and people, you know, I guess just out of curiosity started reading what was on my desk. And people, other people were sort of saying, what is this stuff? What's going on? This is incredible. And it just it just kind of blew up from there. So how did you determine that the emails were coming from a Sumerian god? Did you ever determine where the emails were coming from? <clears throat> it's in the book. Uh, at one point, uh, the uh, person who was replying to us by emails that indicated that they're, they went by the name Damu. And um, it, this is like probably around 2004. So internet searches were not as great as they are now. So when I was trying to find out Damu, I couldn't find much on it at all. Now I can find a little bit more. It seems that Damu is a, you know, a vegetation god. Um, so back then I really couldn't find that information before. I did find information indicating that it was like a, a lesser known or not as important god. And based on the emails, um, Damu, as, as the person described themselves, they were indicating that they were considered to be like a teenager in um, in the god in, in the in the god spectrum. So they were, and also indicating that what they were letting us know um, might be, you know, 
told otherwise by the elders, as 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 he described them, saying that they might not even uh, agree with what he was stating to us, saying that maybe his his perception of of what he believes to be the origins of of uh, mankind, the origins of the universe, might not be 100% correct either. That's interesting. It, coming from a teenager god, he would have a teenager point of view. That's interesting. <laughs> now, even though his teenager god is still whatever, you know, quite right. out, <laughs> thousands or hundred thousands uh, of, of years, uh, you know, compared to, to, to human concept of time. So how long did this, how long did this occur? You know, how long were you getting the emails and then did it just stop one day? Um, it didn't. Well, it, it went on for a while. I would say several months, if not longer, um, probably in total about a year that uh, these emails were going back and forth. And then uh, there were some strange things that happened at near the end of it that um, it basically, um, it kind of, I was satisfied with the ending on my end. Uh, so I didn't pursue it any further. There is a section at the very end of the book about emails after my um, my involvement had ended, uh, and I include that at the end of the book. So I, technically, I believe it did continue, but I I, I was out of it by that point. Wow. So what's the relationship with your coworker? Do you still have contact with him? Uh, it's only a couple of years now. We've lost lost contact, uh, you know, just over 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 time. Um, but uh, I think it was maybe about a year or two ago we stopped connecting completely. It's not that we don't we're not friends anymore, but it just just got to a point where everything just you know he knows the book is out because I had sent him information. I haven't really heard much on his end about it. But he is. Uh, he, I have made sure that he was aware that uh, that I was finally going through. He knew that that was the point, uh, even back then, that I was eventually looking at somehow getting this out there in some form or another. Mm -hmm. so he, he's aware of that. So, in the in the emails over the course of you said a year, what type of information was being revealed that would make you believe that this was a Sumerian god? There would have to have been something some type of confirmation to make you believe that this is is real right uh, i agree um i can't say a hundred percent that i can say that this was not but the information as i've indicated i had to read it over each email i had to read several times to just try to get even uh, an idea of like 20 percent of it so it, the information was very uh, complex and at the same time, I never found any indication from one email to the next that it was being, you know, anything was being, um, uh, you know, different or basically repeating uh, something that might not have been the same. So there was no contradictions whatsoever in there. So I found that very intriguing because if I take even, you know, like I look at the Bible, Bible's full of contradictions that I can find in there. And I couldn't find any contradictions. Maybe there are, but I didn't see anything that indicated it. And my friend uh, in the emails to um, back and forth constantly tried to um, get him to contradict himself uh, by basically saying, well, last time you said this, and the reply was, no, I did not uh, say that. No, I did not say this. So the, the, the person or the entity basically 
was aware of like and never kind of like straight away from from what they were saying they were just adding even more details every time we asked a question it just got more detail on top of detail can you give us an example of some of the information that was given to you um some information i mean obviously it's a lot of it's very complex and in the book but uh one of the things he they had indicated like for example you know one of the questions we often have as well you know if aliens exist and all this stuff why don't they just show themselves why don't they just appear and and here we are and everybody would you know basically i guess you know kumbaya and be happy answer no uh what this entity had indicated which is why they stepped forward is that um negative energy is something that has a very profound effect on certain alien races and if any of them were to appear just um the global negativity that would be uh, brought out as far as energy is concerned would just wipe them out it would wipe them out like a, a nuclear blast so one of the reasons why they say they do not just make uh, you know an appearance or land on the lawn of of the white house is because people you know we're we know that we're pitchfork and and flame holding people right <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> we are and um we will not accept anything outside of our you know we have very narrow minded ways of thinking so it's kind of um we would automatically you know some people think they're just demons uh don't think they're monsters still think they're destroy us and that's the main reason they say that you know there's several alien races out there and um energies have a big effect on how um you know they they survive so they're not they're not able to handle uh something of that nature they can do it in small doses like that's why somebody might see an alien here and there but if they were to just basically come on national television that the negative energy would just wipe them out that's sad we're like we carry a plague for these other alien you know that's that's pretty that's disappointing of, it's, it's the things that we just don't understand right there's there's stuff like in the book like for example i mean when somebody says you know well god has no beginning and, and no end let's say for example like the human mind can't even grasp a, a thing of well okay well if god made us well who made god like we don't have that ability to think outside of the box we don't we have a linear way of thinking like if, for example more and more scientists are starting to understand which is also in the book that time is an illusion time does not exist and but we still have a hard time understanding well time doesn't exist uh, why do i wake up in the morning and why do mm-hmm. i watch and, and we don't understand because we have this very linear way of thinking so you decided to 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 publish this stuff and put it in a book you say to get the information out there so and you said that this happened years ago which say like 2004 right so at any point was this person or entity giving you information about the future that now today would be the past no but for example something that was in there that i find right now is starting to um become more and more uh, the way people think as far as for a certain alien race for example if i take the grays which are are the ones that are the most common you know the bug-eyed uh 3 feet tall grays uh and so in 2004 it wasn't as predominant as it is now where the entity demo was indicating that they're not aliens 
they are our future selves. They are they are human. They we evolve into the greys. So the greys are basically time travelers. And I remember just like listening to that, and I was just like, this is complete BS and whatever. You know, I've, I've always known the greys to be aliens if I if they exist. But I find that now more and more, I'm seeing more literature coming out, or more uh, people coming up with that concept of. Um, the Greys being actually uh, our future selves. So I'm like, okay, let's kind of like what I, you know, like everything that's in the book, I can't say that I believe fully, but it's very intriguing and like it goes into where we're in our origins, origins of, of the universe, origins of certain uh, alien races. And it's, it was in a way that I'd never seen or heard before and still till today, even though this was 2004, I have not seen anything remotely the same other than, for example, you know, there's there's matrix time, time illusion type stuff in the book, um, which again, are is stuff that people are kind of like gravitating to towards, you know, interdimension, parallel universe verses and stuff like that, mm -hmm. that I find that in the book um, has that some of those elements in there and I didn't know and me personally I didn't know any of this stuff back in 2004 as far as as uh, you know uh, mass crowds believing in so when when you see things that give you confirmation how do you feel about that um I find that okay it's very interesting because I'm just like okay um you know sort of like I think back to you know some of the first cases of um where they were doing uh, hyp hypnosis on people that were ha or being uh, abducted, and the stories weren't out there at that time. That's what things people don't seem to understand is when they first started doing the hypnosis and getting this information is there wasn't the internet, there wasn't this wasn't televised anywhere, but the stories were similar, and the people that were putting that information together were starting to see that okay how can how come somebody from this continent is having the exact same experience as somebody from another continent and just kind of gathering that information together so um you know when people just you know and i put that in the title emails from a sumerian god knowing that that would automatically uh, at some point just have people say this guy's bad crazy right you know what god's going to email like really like that's you know but at the same time, if you look at um, a lot of visions people have had, it's either through a dream, they might have heard it through an animal's mouth. Um, right, burning bush. Exactly. So there's different there's different mediums, and I found that you know when I look back now, I'm like, well, you know, 2004, the internet, as far as I was concerned, was starting to kind of like make a little bit of a path around 97, 98. And, uh, you know, so it was still young. Like I said, I had a hard time finding anything at the time when this was all happening on the internet. Uh, now I can find a little bit more stuff that's kind of um, going more in line with what was written in the book. But again, so I'm just like, you know, because you got to remember, it's not like there was some entity just sitting in a room with a computer. This is basically um, uh, the demo was indicated that they pretty much, in, you know, in, in our understanding, possessed uh, a, a human being's body and used that as their tool to mm -hmm. start, start the communication. Mm -hmm. Did did your friend ever find out why, besides um, Damu reaching out to him to tell him that he's spreading misinformation, did your friend, like, find out, like, how 
if it if there was no internet or whatever, how did Damu find out he was spreading the information? Where was he spreading the information? If you're if you're two just having a conversation, it it came out like I said the first couple of emails came out almost angry tone from the from the um, from Damu. Uh, we didn't know who it was, but it just seemed to be I guess like I said there were some tangents in there some 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 indication of the like I guess of the teenage part of this god um, just basically the way they were uh, reaching out but at the same time they're kind of like saying your negativity is pretty much you know this is why I'm here it's like obviously they, they probably that move felt uh, something very strong coming from my friend that he decided not to ignore it decided to confront it directly when he should have been ignoring it based on, on the information that I was I was seeing in the emails was like I'm, I shouldn't be reaching out to you guys but I just you know I'm this teenage god that basically I'm, I've had enough of you <laughs> serious I set you straight and uh, <laughs> and that was that wow so what made you print what made you decide to go ahead and publish it why why put it out there um, like I said, when I first did it, I thought it should be out there, but it was too, too soon, too, and I wasn't sure how to to put it together. Um, but like I said, in the last couple of years, at one point, I just was rummaging through my stuff, and I saw the the, the pack of emails, and I just, like I said, I started typing them back in because I was trying to find the emails. I did find several emails still in in uh, in my my folder of my my email. But I didn't see them all, and I think even in the book, there's some that I found even after the fact. So because things were not really organized properly, um, so I just start just by typing them in, it just flowed and it started coming back to me, and it just basically I said, you know what, I'm, I have I have to put this out there. So it ended up basically writing itself when it was ready. It was really quick. It was a really quick process. I think it took less than a month. Uh, for me, typing the first, uh, you know, first word from the email to to putting it out there. Now, Kelly's Kelly's an author. Is that that doesn't happen, right, Kelly? Usually, you know, it's funny. Most people say that when they write their book, I have had several people say that it was channeled. Right? Uh -huh. They sit down and they just start to write. It just comes to it. Them. Just comes to them. So wow. it comes from somewhere. And when you started writing the emails, maybe again, you were channeling that whole situation. Yeah. If you could do it in a month, you, I mean, because you're you're reading and now you're absorbing everything too. To read and type, I think helps you remember even more. I agree. You know, so. Well, there uh, are studies that saying when you're learning, if you write, you know, I'm in education and that's why we you know, have kids write things because it, you know, it, it does it. You learn them it's the more same completely. Thing as saying things out loud, right? When you're, right. you're reading out loud, it has it stays into your you know mind. Like you're asking somebody for the phone number, and they're and they're saying it to you verbally, and then you verbal it back. It stays in your memory more so than mm -hmm. if you're writing on a piece of paper. So I was reading them at the same time and reading them out loud, uh, just basically um, you know putting myself back in there, and it just like like uh, you know was just said just a couple minutes ago is it just basically channeled right out completely and i just wrote the parts in between as far as what was going on at the office and other people that got involved and and how this you know because at one point i think there was like three or four people that just came up with a list of questions they wanted to ask like it just really got to a point where 
everybody was intrigued and saying, okay, you know, we really like the information that's coming. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter to us at this point. It's just that it's really interesting. Right. We want to know more. It's like we were just all hungry for more. That's what, what we say here. That's some crazy shit. Yeah. Did you find any of the information helpful? Yes, in a sense that um, I found that it really made me rethink some of the beliefs that I have, right? It really made me think outside of the box saying, you know what, some of the things that are being said there, for example, the origins of man, the origins of, of some of these alien races and who we are or were, yeah, I mean, does it change my day to day? Absolutely not, right? Whether or not I believe in a God or I believe not, don't believe in a God, I still wake up in the morning, go to work. It doesn't really change my day to day, but it does kind of, oh, I found that it really opened up my, um, my mind to try and really think, uh, you know, outside. Like for example, you know, the fact that scientists keep looking for planets with water for me just makes absolutely no sense. Cause yes, we need water to live, doesn't mean that another race or another exactly I when I see stuff like that now even more so after writing the book or going through that experience is even more batshit crazy you know sort of like guys stop with your I need water for life it's like we need water for life (laughs) and we're and you know we're not the only form of life out there so yeah exactly very cool where is the book available Books available at uh, pretty much uh, Amazon um, and the, you know Kindle as well. I think has it. Uh, I have it at Barnes and Nobles. It's just every digital outlet, so you can have it as ebook as well as um, in printed form, print on demand. Audiobook? Uh, no, I've been looking at doing that myself. I, I just haven't gotten around to it, but I definitely want to do a, an audio version of the uh, of the book. I mean, it's not a very long book. I mean, it's uh, 88 pages. It's um, it's just uh, I haven't gotten around to it, but yeah, I definitely would like to do that. Well, very cool. Tell us the name of the book one more time. The Damu Chronicles, Emails with a Sumerian God. Bye. Rocco Paolo, myself. <laughs> Talking about top and third question. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing yeah. the book and the experience. That it is some crazy shit. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get the book. Now I'm now I'm all excited to read it. You piqued yeah. his interest. Yeah, I am. I'm very interested. I'm curious to know what you think. Feel free to reach out to me. At, um, I was interested. I mean, um, if there's. There's only one person, I think, on Amazon that actually wrote, wrote a review out there. But if you read just the review that he wrote, I, I'm like blown away. Like they indicated how they had to read it over and over again, like I did, and saying that, you know, the information was really, uh, you know, intriguing. So I'm glad to see that, uh, you know, I'm not alone in uh, in thinking that way. That basically, That's nice to know, man. It's good to know that, you know, somebody didn't read it and say, hey, this was written by a two-year-old child. Um, they're looking at it and saying, Okay, let me reread that part again. Reread, reread, and um, so I like I like the fact that uh, you know that it's still you know we're now 2021, and as I've indicated, there's a lot of stuff that's in that book in my book that I still haven't seen out there. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you. This was great. Thank you very much. First of all, I still think Rocco Pablo is a cool name. So, but you know that's crazy. Can you imagine, you know, getting an email one day 
You know, okay. So here we we talk about a lot of information here. We give a lot of stuff out. Can you imagine all of a sudden we get an email saying, "Hey, Kelly and James, you're 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 spreading a lot of misinformation, and it's from a Hindu god or a Sumerian god or an Aztec god." That would be crazy. It would be crazy, and I guess you know, um, Rocco. I, I appreciate him coming on sharing his story. The, the information that I wanted him to share obviously is in the book. In the book, yeah. So if you want to know, you got to go get the book. And I and I appreciate that. I get it. As one author to another, I get it. I, just enough to entice you to buy the book. And I'm intrigued because, you know, I wanted to know the story. And right. he's like, eh, got to go buy that book if you yeah. want to know the story. And I get it. So I'm intrigued. It's weird um, how this God, the Sumerian God chose, you know, to share the information, not, not only via email, but he said that some of the information was so complex. He had to read it like two, three, four times just to get the gist of it. Right. So that's pretty interesting too. I'm going to get the book, you know, when we're done here, Amazon, here I come. Yeah. So it's called the Damu Chronicles emails with the Sumerian God by author Rocco Pablo. It is on Amazon. 